2: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM, Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth with you. Time now to talk about Monday Night Football between the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Football Giants. Oh, the uh, <laughs> the energy is overwhelming, isn't it? Uh, this line has been moving a little bit uh, throughout the course of the last several days, Joe. Currently on BetMGM, the Seahawks are one and a half point favorites on the road. The total is 47. Anything there that stands out to you?
0: Oh, I'm on the Seahawks. I like it. And yeah, it it was Giants as the favorite, but also the look ahead had Seattle. So we're we're back to where we were with the look ahead. uh, Minus one and a half. Some spots have it at two right now, but I, I do like the Seahawks in this matchup. First off, injury front for the Giants. Saquon listed as doubtful on Saturday. So it sounds like he's not going to play giants already a bad offensive line, and they're going to be without their left tackle. Andrew Thomas. Once again, there was some hope that he'd Mm. be able to return and that could really help them a little bit, but now he's out. I mean, if you look at the right side of the line, you got Evan Neal. He's been struggling like PFF ranks him near the bottom. They rank their center near the bottom. The, The offensive line has been terrible this season. Um, now, the Seahawks might be without their left tackle as well. Charles Cross listed as doubtful. Uh, a couple of their tight ends, phantom Disley, questionable, so we shall see. That's not the worst thing in the world. Um, they're secondary, though. They've been dealing with injuries in the first month here. Looks like they're going to be back. Jamal Adams, Woolen, taking off the injury report, so it looks like they're good to go. Metcalf was practicing in full. He's off the injury report. Seems like the Seahawks are getting healthier, and things are not looking good for the Giants. Uh, on that front, I mean, the Seahawks were beat up a week ago and they still ended up beating Carolina by 10. Like that was a, a spot for maybe the Panthers to show some life with Dalton and Seahawks were still able to take care of business. So Daniel Jones behind an awful offensive line. He's bad at home if that's worth anything to you. He's bad in primetime if that's worth anything to you. But I, I'm just looking at, you know, the Giants offensively and defensively. They're bottom five units. In both categories. And the Seahawks mm-hmm. defense has struggled. And I think part of that is due to the players available. But offensively, they do do some things. They have been successful. They're number two in success rate in all the NFL. They're number four in EPA per play offensively. So the the regression on Geno Smith that people have been waiting for, we really haven't seen it. And it, it looks like as they're getting healthier and healthier with Metcalf, I expect to. See, I understand the move. I get it, and I don't think there's value on the Giants' side, even though I'm hearing that from a lot of uh, sharper minds in the space.
1: So I don't really have a strong play side total. Like I said to Jason, I was like, oh, man, we got this matchup for Monday Night Football. All right, we got to get excited. Time to be positive. So I am looking at the prop market. Daniel Jones has had an interception, at least one, in every game so far this season. And his prop, I'm seeing plus 102. It's plus money. I mean, that seems like a great bet to me. And you mentioned the Seahawks defense. It isn't Mm -hmm. as bad. I mean, if I looked at team rankings, opponent rushing yards per game, Seattle is the sixth best, 79 yards per game. They're giving up. Saquon probably not playing. Do we want to look at an under for Matt Breida under 45 and a half? I feel like that seems like a pretty good bet. I, I like the
2: under because I think the context is such to where they're going to be playing from behind a lot and you know Mm -hmm. first off Daniel Jones can take off as well so you know who's going to be getting the carries who's going to be getting the rush attempts so there's that question but then also too like if this offensive line is banged up how much can they actually do that if the Seahawks jump out to an early lead they're probably going to have to pass the ball a little bit more so will the opportunities be there yeah Aaron I think that one really stands out as a good one for sure
0: what about you insider? as far as anything there
2: yeah, uh, love the Seahawks here. Uh, definitely backing them. Uh, and it's in part because even though the offensive line can be a bit of a question for Seattle, hasn't mattered very much. Really hasn't mattered very much. They're still doing a good job limiting pressure. And I think this is also a great advantageous matchup for Geno Smith, really for a couple of reasons. When you think of a weak Martindale defense, they blitz and blitz and blitz some more. Well, you really can't do that with Geno Smith because, first off, he handles the blitz fairly well. The offensive line, I think, handles the blitz fairly well, so those things matter. But also, too, when they don't blitz, Geno Smith is really good with play action. So all these – and the Giants are terrible when it comes to play action. Uh, They rank fourth from the bottom in defensive success rate when the opposing quarterback uses play action. So you add up all of these things and you go – this defense can't do anything no matter what Geno Smith has in his repertoire. He can use play action when they don't blitz when they do blitz, he can throw something over the middle and he's got his receivers to be able to do such things. So I don't know what the giants can do to slow down anything. And look, Kenneth Walker, like even the ground game should be effective here. So I think Seattle has an answer for everything that the Giants want to do. It's not going to be that way in every game for the Seahawks, but in this particular matchup, I think Seattle's probably scoring on a lot of their drives, forcing Daniel Jones to play catch-up, and that's the last position he needs to be in. He has to play from with a lead, and I just don't see that happening in the early going. And so in terms of this being an exciting football game, I just don't see it. <laughs> Seahawks jump out to an early lead. Maybe it's close at the end. With like some backdoor touchdown that makes it like a three, four point game, whatever it is. But I think the mm-hmm. Seahawks jump out to an early lead and that's basically what we're expecting here. So that's how I see the side. That's what I like there. But Joe, when we're talking about props, uh, the market loves the Kenneth Walker props Scoring an anytime touchdown. That's a really popular one scoring the first touchdown. That's six to one. DK Metcalf over 63 and a half receiving yards. It really does feel like that, even though this is a tight spread, the public believes in these anytime touchdown and over numbers for the Seahawks.
0: Oh yeah. And I've got one that has not been mentioned. I've got one for exactly. the Seahawks side. It's a bit of a longer shot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He might be my new favorite player in the NFL. You know, he Uh-oh. might be.
1: Uh Wow. Here we go.
0: Jake Bobo. My guy on the Seattle Seahawks. His name is Jake Bobo. And let me tell you about Jake Bobo. They've been talking a lot about this week, the Seahawks, like, you know what? Maybe this guy's our red zone target. He wasn't even invited to the combine. So he goes undrafted and he, he's been working in the mix he got a touchdown last week uh the seahawks are talking about him being the red zone guy he he's not much of an athlete he's just a football player that they (laughs) love not much and (laughs) (laughs) let me let me tell you he's nine to one for an anytime touchdown tonight he's 50 to one for the first touchdown score i'm gonna bet on my guy jake bobo to score another touchdown for the Seahawks as they march on and win this game. Now, I'm looking at some some value with some Giants receivers as well. Here's the problem. After three games, the Giants receivers have a total of one touchdown on the season. So I'm kind of hesitant to go there, but I see some juicy numbers that are – really enticing. I I could see them trailing garbage time. And maybe, maybe you find Paris Campbell who has the most red zone targets on the team. He has nine, nine red zone targets. And he's six to one for an anytime touchdown. Hodgkins is the only guy that has a receiving touchdown on the team of the receivers. He's a little bit better than four to one. Um, so some of those numbers are interesting. I might do something there. But I'm definitely betting on my guy, Jake Bobo, to score an anytime touchdown.
1: His mustache is quite lovely. Is I just Googled the guy. Lovely. No, I've strong not- Strong would lovely. not be the word. It looks like he's working on growing it, but it's not quite there. It's one of those. Uh, one reception oh, no. for five yards. However, he did have that touchdown. One reception for three yards. So. It's Hell of guy. a player this guy is.
0: He's better than Skaronic, and he has a couple of red zone targets already. I love him. He's my favorite. <laughs> Best underrated
2: off. tight end in the NFC West. <laughs> my God. Go By the way, <laughs> the, the 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 great social folks uh, here at Beckuel. Uh, if you've watched The Simpsons and you know about Mr. Burns's teddy bear Bobo, it was the whole rosebud thing. Let, let's put these two things together if it cashes. It, we all know what we're talking about, right? Like, Mr. Burns, he has all the money yes. in the world, but he wants his teddy bear, Bobo. Well, we need to put these Photoshop things together.
0: It's my guy, Bobo. Wait, he played he at UCLA? Think. Yeah. Did you... uh, uh... Did you watch oh, him? Do you remember? I, I don't know. Do you remember Jake Bobo?
2: No, oh, I don't remember Jake Bobo. <laughs> no, I don't. That's sad. That's a
0: bad sign. That's a bad sign for me.
2: Yeah. Right. Like, cause I go to the Rose bowl for games and I don't remember him. but you know, i I focus on other things. I do remember Dorian Thompson Robinson. I remember him Woo. and I remember him, uh, liking his performance in the preseason. And then, uh, we learned our lesson. Didn't we Aaron?
1: Yes, oh, we did. Jake Bobo. Got to say this is a first in terms (laughs) of uh, hearing his name. We'll remember him now.
0: Oh, you'll remember him when I hit. Nine to one. Anytime touchdown tonight. That's going to be fun. Oh, DTR was rough. It was rough yesterday. Mm. So do the Browns still have the best defense of all time?
2: Possibly. I mean. Okay, You know, part of it, too, with with that game is that, like, even you you can have the best defense in football, but if you have a quarterback who can improvise and do the most insane of things, then it almost doesn't matter, right? Like, Lamar Jackson (laughs) still has a ridiculously high ceiling, and he just broke it out every now and again, where it's like, what are you supposed to do with that? That can happen sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. having the best defense in football can only take you so far. But if you're going up against Lamar Jackson when he's playing like that, then it doesn't matter.
0: So the Browns are going and by. Good timing for them. And then they get San Francisco. So we'll we'll learn more about <laughs> that defense in that week. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I only bring that up, and I do think they have the best defense in football. But um, obviously a hobbled burrow, even worse than we thought in week one. And then it was the Steelers offense in week two and the Titans in week mm-hmm. three. And then step up at class. And Lamar had a game, two passing, two rushing. So... What's going on in Cleveland? They really need Watson to get healthy. I can't believe I'm saying that because he just finally had a good game for the first time with Cleveland, and then, boy, was he sorely missed. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good
2: polar vortex. (laughs) Oh, Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
1: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
3: And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.
1: Yeah, only putting up three points. Gotta do better than that. (laughs) It 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 goes back to
2: this lesson we talked about where all of uh, Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell and now DTR, it's like they had these phenomenal preseasons. Where we're like, okay, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's some hope, or, you know, glimmer of light in any one of these. And no, I mean, yeah, Howell had, uh, had that great drive yesterday. But we've been waiting on that for a while. And he's still getting sacked at a ridiculous rate. It's like the preseason doesn't matter or something. What a weird conclusion we've made there, Joe.
0: Yep. So who else who else was a uh preseason warrior? Pickett? Uh Pickett. DTR. Head of Struggle. It's just the top of my
2: backup? head. Yeah. I mean those Another are that backup? was like the triumvirate right there. That was the, that was, mm-hmm. you know, the Cerberus, if you will. But I can't remember anyone else who was really standing out. But like regardless, like none of them have performed well this regular season. Like it really didn't matter at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pick, and pick, pick it goes down yesterday. Oh God. Yeah. here's Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs>
2: that's
0: not, that's, Are you I'm, aware
2: of his work, Joe? Are you aware of the uh, body of work of Mitchell Trubisky?
0: Yep. Just just a little bit, just a little bit. Uh yeah. So that that'll be interesting to see if he's gonna be healthy. They've got Baltimore next, the Steelers. Ooh. I do th- oh that'll be fascinating. We finally
1: yeah. had a nausea game though that guy where has he been lately kind of feel like he's been he'll have a game and then he disappears and then he's back
0: oh oh Aaron and by the way yeah so the Texans double up the Steelers in yards 451 to 225 we were off Nico Collins by one week (sighs) No,
1: don't (laughs) even get me where is John Dagle?
0: We'll talk to him Friday <laughs> can yell at him on Friday about being off on Nico Collins
1: he was unbelievable. He probably still yeah he's so good just wasn't the one week what? I bet my daughter's college fund on him oh, that's
2: embarrassing <laughs> guess you're going to Juco that's terrible well, She'll why, get a scholarship, why mom no doubt my well Nico
0: well. Collins didn't
2: yeah. do his job yeah. right can you play golf? Can you get a scholarship? We are
1: exactly <laughs> you'll be working yep. a lot,
2: <laughs> right? Working a lot, putting her in all these random activities to potentially get a scholarship just because of oh. Nico
0: Collins. One, one more random note? Cause we didn't talk much about the Jacksonville side. I know we got a uh-huh. touchdown early. Um, I'm done with Calvin Ridley. Two targets, two targets. Oh, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. What the hell?
1: He was good for like a what? week or two, and then, yeah, I don't know what one
2: happened. One week. Yeah. Went, went way over his prop like in the first half of week one, and then nothing ever since. Like, Jacksonville's in bad shape. The, the Texans are, are looking mighty good for a futures prop. Ooh. I'm just hinting. Mm-hmm. Just a tease. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Let's Go or Hell No, right here on the BetQL Network.